Welcome, beautiful souls, to AudiHD, a safe haven where we journey together into the incredible world of individuals who live with not one, but two neurodivergent conditions, autism and ADHD. I'm your host, Ashley, and as someone who experiences both conditions, I'm here to share the beautiful tapestry of human experiences and challenges that we face. Through heartfelt stories, expert insights, and genuine conversations, Join me every other week as we uncover the untold perspectives of the AudiHD community. The beauty in the struggles, the genius in the quirks, and the deep well of resilience that flows within us. We'll shed light on the misconceptions and explore the triumphs, reminding us all that every single person, regardless of their neurodiversity, has a unique and captivating story to tell. So, grab your headphones, cozy up, and prepare to embark on a voyage into the captivating world of AudiHD. Together, let's foster empathy, connection, and understanding. But most importantly, let's embrace the power of living life in full color. When I came up here, things got worse with my fiance. I was like, yeah, if I can just come up here and spend some time with my family and then come back, like I'll feel more comfortable and able to settle there and I'll have more support while I start my nursing career. And he wasn't willing to do that. So it was very much an ultimatum. Like, do I be with him or do I be with my family? And I came into like this very stuck position. I wasn't able to work. I quit my job and I tried to get a new one. had a panic attack the first five minutes that I was there. I just didn't want to deal with any of my problems. I just felt like it would be easier to not have to deal with them and like not have to make choices. And so I wasn't necessarily suicidal, but I just, I didn't know what else to do. You know, like I didn't want to make decisions. I didn't want to like go on and like regret anything. And so he was not very understanding of the position that I was in. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like he deals with depression and anxiety, but he kind of denies it. And he didn't really know how to process what I was going through. And he just wanted me to snap out of it which is not really literally a thing. impossible yeah. <laughs> yeah. like if I could have done that I would have done that like right. four months ago you so not having this conversation. <laughs> I would not be going where I'm going when I came up here he took it more as like I'm moving and I told him I was like no I'm coming up here for help like just for a few months and then I'll be back but I need some serious help my therapist just became very concerned with where I was at and wanted me to go inpatient mm-hmm. and the more that things progressed I just couldn't take it anymore. Like I was not myself. I couldn't, you know, I've worked with my dad since I was 13 and I couldn't even sit in there and talk to him while he worked. I started doing drugs and things like that, which I had been doing to like self-medicate because I was against medication for like a period of time. What were your emotions going through that process and like hearing that they recommended you being impatient? I was pretty numb for the most part until that point. And then I got really intimidated and scared. There's just such a stigma on being inpatient. And so I was like, oh no, like what are other people going to think of me? Like what are jobs going to think of me? And then I just had to be reassured that like nobody has to know unless I tell them. I've had a history of my dad telling family members things. So I was kind of worried that he was going to go around and like tell my family, but he was really good about my privacy with this. Then I was really worried about like jobs being able to find it. Mm -hmm. And technically they can't because it's a HIPAA violation. So you had mentioned earlier that you had like this thing against taking medication for a while. Can you talk about that? Like, where did it stem from? What made you change your mind? 
I was diagnosed in 2013-ish when I was a junior in high school. It started off with just ADD. And then later on, I got diagnosed with major depressive disorder and anxiety. And then they put me on ADD medication. I think it was Concerta that I started on. Mm And they didn't even test me. I took zero testing. But what happened was, is my mom, my sister, and my brother all went in for their appointment. And I just talked to the psychiatrist there. I was like, this is what I'm going through. The big thing was, is I could have a conversation with you, stop dead in the middle of the conversation, think I was still having a conversation with you, and pick up like five minutes later, thinking that I was still talking. (laughs) So like, I would look at my friends and be like, did I stop talking? They were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. My go-to is that I will have the beginning of the conversation in my head and then start talking to you mid-conversation. like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I did the thing, didn't I? <laughs> so I went in. I wasn't even tested. She just agreed that I was ADD because of familial history mm-hmm. and the signs that I had given her. And so she put me on Concerta. After a while, I noticed big changes. I could study for my vocabulary quiz like 20 minutes before I took it and I can remember everything and oh my gosh get a hundred it was like it was like a wonder med right yeah but over time it stopped working as well all the stimulants did but at first it it really helped me get through high school like I would not have been able to get through high school without it then I started to get depressed I noticed that I wasn't as involved while I was on the medication, I was very zombie-like. Like Some of my friends even mentioned it to me. So I got another appointment with a different doctor, and he said, it sounds like some mild depression. Let's put you on Prozac. And he called it the teenage female depression drug. Like It was very interesting how he worded it. That's really intriguing. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> like you're trying to chalk it up to me being a teenage girl. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like this is a little deeper considering he didn't know how I grew up or anything I don't like that. love so, that for yeah. you at all yeah and so I was just like whatever it made me feel a little bit better that maybe he was like a lot of teenage girls go mm-hmm, on this mm-hmm, medication mm-hmm. and so I was like okay that makes me feel a little bit better that this might be a common thing in my right. age group but it was a little off settling at the same time yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> <laughs> not, not the greatest way to put that it's like I feel good because I don't feel like I'm alone but also it feels like you're just not listening to me yeah like min- minimizing right. the situation yeah. Yeah, they kept having to up my dose of Concerta. And then they had to put an afternoon Ritalin in there. uh, Once I got into college and up my Prozac some more, I just got sick of the process of constantly having to up my medication. I felt like I was taking really high doses of very concentrated medications and not feeling much better. There was actually an incident where I would just reach in my drawer, pull them all out and pull my vitamins out. And I was accidentally pulling two 36 milligram extended release concertas at a time. I didn't realize I had two bottles in the same drawer. I started feeling I was going to pass out. I would lay down and my heart was just beating so fast. I went to go see somebody about it and come to find out I was like taking twice as much of a stimulant. And oh so my gosh. Like, obviously, I felt like my heart a, was going to fall out of my chest. What an Like, oh my God. And I just felt like such a dumb person. I was like, you have got to get your crap together. Like, so yeah, had I been on a higher dose, that would have been really scary. Some people do take 72 milligrams. You know, I could never, but I can't take (laughs) stimulants. So, well, I found out later on after 10 years that I can't take them either. I decided to switch off of Concerta and I switched to, I think, 
Vyvanse first, which mm-hmm. it was like a new medication that was up and coming at the time, very similar to Adderall, but they had like higher hopes for it. Then I think I stopped the Rinalim in the afternoon and switched from Prozac to, I don't know, I've been on so many medications, it's hard to remember, but I Girl, switched same. to something else. <laughs> then the Vyvanse started making me pass out. I tried 30s, that wasn't strong enough. I tried 50s and they started making me pass out. So they moved me down to 40. <laughs> realistically they should have just taken me off of it yeah but 40s made me feel like I was going crazy mm-hmm. like it was almost like I had voices and so then I had to try a bunch of other medications the only stimulant that I haven't tried is Adderall that's the literal only one I tried really yeah I passed out at work on the overnight shift as a CNA and then it took them 15 minutes to get me to wake up and then I almost punched my nurse in the face when I woke up because I just I was swinging when I came to and I was like we're not doing that again yeah I'm (laughs) I'm not let's not (laughs) yep that's a that's a no-go on that one and I took the gene blood test maybe two years ago and it literally says do not take Adderall for ADHD really on my thing and I was like cool (laughs) I did that (laughs) so after the Vivans I was like pretty pretty intimidated because I was passing out I was hearing voices and so it was pretty intense and I took another one that starts with an S that's not technically a stimulant but it functions like a stimulant is that Stratera Uh, yes thank you I couldn't think of the name just taking really Mm -hmm. and that one didn't work for me really at all. It worked for a little while, but mm-hmm. then it stopped. Mm-hmm. So my medication journey was like very stressful. I went through a period after the Stratera where I was just like, no, I don't want to take any medications. Like I just, I cannot do this anymore. It's so exhausting. It's and almost he, more stressful to go on a medication journey than it is to manage ADHD without it. Yes, like, absolutely. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I need a medication break. That's mm-hmm. what I need. I need to reset my body and see what I do need. Slowly add things back in there rather than have this Skittles pack of mm. medications. And I don't even know which one's which at this point. And, <laughs> or which one's working. <laughs> yeah, like, or not working. Yeah. And so I went off it for a little while and ended up doing a lot of recreational drugs and getting into a really bad depression and they ended up putting me on a bipolar medication. I actually heard voices on that one. It wasn't like I was hearing other people's voices. It was like voice that you hear in yourself, Mm -hmm. like when you're talking and thinking in your head, mine was really loud. Mm -hmm. My mind would talk to my inner monologue. And so like I would have conversations with myself and I was like rapping in my head and like having a whole nother like experience while I was at work and like it was like I wasn't even there mm-hmm. I didn't realize that what was going on wasn't reality and yeah, wasn't healthy yeah. and so it took me a minute to get off of that one then I was taking an SSRI for a little while and I had a seizure on that one it was just really stressful and so after that experience I told my doctor that I wanted to go back to a familiar class of medication That's when he switched me to lorazepam, which is what I take now. But because of my fear of taking medications, he put me on like five milligrams. I was on that for a while and didn't realize that it wasn't effective. I was just in a really crappy place and had just graduated college and didn't know what I wanted to do and like couldn't really function in society. Mm -hmm. And so I was just dealing with a lot of like shame and self-doubt and things like that. And so I was like, well, it probably is working. I'm probably just thinking that 
it's not working. Mm -hmm. But going months and months on that, I realized when I got to inpatient that like (laughs) clearly not it's not working. So that is kind of why I've been very apprehensive with medications and had to take breaks because I've had a lot of side effects and just different issues and like lack of faith in the medications because yeah like they just sometimes they work or they start to work and then they don't work and so it's been a big struggle and so then you try and self-medicate and then you get back on the medications because self-medication doesn't work and so um, I ended up finding a really good team through the inpatient facility and a really good therapist that have been super helpful but now I'm on Lexapro and I also take Wellbutrin now. They're starting to use that in some cases instead of a stimulant. So it works against depression, but it gives you that energy boost that a stimulant would give you. Honestly, a wonder drug because it brought me from like laying on the couch every day to being able to work. You know, like I was, yeah. (laughs) We love hearing that. Yes, it was, it was a really big blessing for me. That's really crazy. Because for me, I've only ever tried it once and it was a while ago, like long while ago, 10 to 13 years ago, I tried Wellbutrin and instant suicidal thoughts. Really? Yeah. And so it's just crazy. Like that's just a huge example of like how you can go online, you can read and be like, this drug was awful. This drug was great, but you won't ever know until you take it. Yeah. Because you are an individual. (laughs) Yes. And that's why it is so, so frustrating because, you know, when I told my doctor that I wanted to take a break and just like regroup my emotions, he was for it. But he was like, honestly, you haven't tried that many medications. There are still a lot of medications that you could try. And I've had patients who have an even more extensive list than you have. And I was like, are you serious? There are people who have more medications on their list that they've tried than I do. And that was super discouraging. Like... That I, is just, it's just mind blowing. That hurts. <laughs> that know. hurts and that's scary. I was like, I don't want to be one of those people. That's I just want to know. Oh my God. And he wouldn't do the genetic testing on me. Why? He, he didn't think that it was helpful. He was like, it'll tell you what you can't take, but it won't tell you what's recommended for you. And I was like, well, I feel like that kind of knocks out half the medications, right? And so... It was the best thing I ever did because I, just like you, just like most people, I was going through medication after medication after medication. And it was like, my body is so sensitive. I know within a couple days if something is going to work and if something is not. Yeah. I give it a week max if I know it's not working. Yeah. These side effects are so much worse. Like, I can't handle this. Like, some of them, I was, my body was so tense. Like, I was clenching my jaw half the day, you know? took that gene test and my body only processes four. Wow. Yeah. Have you tried supplementing instead of taking actual prescription medications? Like, have you ever in your journey just tried that? Um, I wanted to. I just didn't find any that I felt would actually make the effect. And like I would go through my pharmacology books, I would go through Mm -hmm. like natural resources online. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like there's a healthy balance between herbal supplements, your vitamin supplements, and like your actual prescription. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do have to be careful because some of like St. John's wort Mm -hmm. is a really commonly used um, supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so it's very commonly used, but it interacts with a lot of 
pharmaceutical medications. And so there's a lot of things that you have to compare and contrast and like talk to your doctors mm -hmm. about before you take. But there are a few that I want to add to my regimen. Um, I think you talked about saffron. Oh my God, yes. I can love saffron. So that one, I haven't actually been able to find and if I have, it's not a good price. <laughs> so. It is not cheap. Pomegranate market, though. Really? Okay. Yep. Or NG. Okay. Either so. one of those. And another thing I just started taking maybe a month ago that has done so much more for like my depression than I was able to get from a prescription is beef liver capsules because it's more bioavailable nutrients than like actual manufactured multivitamin and stuff like that. When I was on those meds, I just felt nothing. It was like watching my life from a window. Yeah. It was so weirdly detached. Yeah. I was so excited when I found that and like started taking it and actually it worked. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love I love like being able to have such access. Imagine being in a third world country where you can't get that. And I'm sure they do a lot of like herbal supplements and things like that. But that just like just, it narrows the field of what they can do do yeah that hurt me yeah. so much just now thinking about that like I almost started crying because to think about having to manage depression anxiety ADHD autism all without any help yeah like that's the scariest thing to have to to think about like yeah. I, we are blessed thank you for joining us on this episode of ADHD as we continue our journey together, let's stay connected beyond the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at ADHD Podcast for more insights, updates, and a sense of community. And if you're seeking further community and support, join our Facebook group, ADHD, where like-minded individuals come together to share experiences, resources, and encouragement. For our Spotify listeners, feel free to keep the conversation going by dropping your questions and comments in the Q&A section below. But most importantly, let's continue fostering empathy, connection, and understanding in our daily lives. Until next time, beautiful souls, embrace living life unapologetically in full color. Music